Lots of things. Lots, lots of voices. How are you today, buddy? I am... So far, I'm doing all right. I, nothing terrible has happened to me. Oh, How yeah. about you? It's Friday the 13th, everybody. The Not 13th. for you guys. No, but, but it is for us. It's after our paint night. <gasps> yeah. And we had a blast. And whoever didn't sign up did not. So yep. sorry you, about your lives. You, you know. missed out. It was a lot of fun. It was, it got messy. Mm-hmm. We got dirty. We laughed. We drank. We drank. We told some stories. We told some stories. And Bree's picture turned oh, out. Oh, and a- we painted. We painted. <laughs> and Bree's picture turned out a thousand times better than mine. Mm, I, I insanely doubt that because your paintings always turn out better no, than mine. No, yours is always the bestest. Because I always drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I will make a mental note to drink a little bit more. I will say that at least I don't give up by like compared to should, one of our friends yes you should never give up it's for the fun it's for the fun who of cares it. how it turns out. i have all my paintings you do. up like where they can be seen from yeah, everybody they look good because they're fun there it, it is some fun. color on the wall and it and it uh makes it's like a memory yeah of like a fun time that you had i put a new one on the wall uh last weekend because josh charlotte wanted to paint me a picture for mother's day oh it was really cute and yeah. she painted me this big like it was like a scene of uh-huh. like it's the same size of our other paintings, but it's like a scene of like grass and flowers in the grass, and oh. then a tree with apples on it. It was really cute. She did a good job on it. I love that. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna put this out where everybody can see it. <laughs> Have you ever seen? It's like a picture a meme thing that goes around on the internet, and it's a like a kid drew a picture of a house on their parents' wall. And instead of, like, the parents getting mad, they framed it. They put, like, a little wood frame around it with a little caption on the bottom. That is so cute. You know on Lucifer with her her one wall? Yeah. I love that. I love that. She's the pictures of all of her, like, pictures that she's painted on the wall. She's painted, I think that's so cool. There's also, I've seen a thing for it going, like, on Facebook as an ad or something like that. And it's... Uh, and like all the paintings and pictures that your kid draws, you turn it into like a book. Oh, instead, I have a bunch of the Charlottes inside yeah. of a book or inside of a folder. Well, I mean that's awesome, but this like you scan yeah. it and they turn it into yeah. a book. That sounds I like a really good idea. That's a good idea. We're throwing out all these great ideas, I know. everybody. You're welcome, parents. I you wish are I did that. Welcome graduation gifts. Yeah. Oh, the uh, but who wants that as a graduation gift? Along with like a hundred dollars or something. I mean, maybe a graduation gift to that's like more for the parents. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's really sweet. Oh yeah, why would you give that back to the? Kids? They're like, thanks. They're like, I don't want You're like this. all these pictures you drew me throughout Look the years. At this. I Here had you to keep go. these. <laughs> I had to keep these. Now you get to. <laughs> So this is our Paranormal and True Crime podcast, What's With the Neighbors, and that is Amy. That is Bree, and it is Friday the 13th for us. Yep. So I hope everyone made it through through that day for you. Uh, do you have a neighborhood story for me? Uh, do you? Do you want to go first, or do you, do you want me to go I first? I want you to go first, because I don't know where my neighborhood story is, and I have to find one. Okay. Well, here we go. 
Um, I got this shirt specifically for you. I love it. That That is like one of my all-time favorite. Other than like Friday the 13th, the Jason, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I love the Scream movies. Well, I... Those are... that I was Scream like four or five years in a row as a kid every Halloween. Yeah, you told me. I remember you I saying that. I love Scream. I, I want to tell you something. So I have a Friday the 13th shirt. Which is in my hamper, and I was too lazy to wash it today. But I wasn't lazy enough to go to. <laughs> I was wondering if that was new. <laughs> I wasn't lazy enough to go to Hot Topic and look when, for one. When you told me that your other one was dirty. I was wondering if that one was new. Oh, that's awesome. They didn't have Friday the Thirteenth, but they you had Scream. <laughs> Totally, told it's fine. I was just looking for an excuse to get a new shirt. I like honestly. it. I like it. Thank always, you. always need a new graphic tee. Absolutely. They had My Chemical Romance one, <gasps> and I wanted to get it. They just super. came out. They just came out with a new um thing today. Yeah. So this one's a little long, but I got it off of Next Door. Okay. And it says missing. In the late afternoon on Monday, I put two packages, one pound each, of ground beef on a plate, paper plate, then put that paper plate on the hood of my Jeep to thaw. It must have been around 3 p.m. The meat thaws quicker when you put it out in the sunshine. Sounds like a way to get also bacteria, but okay. Yep. <laughs> um, well, around 4 p.m., I had to go to Walgreens to pick up prescriptions. Anyways... Long story short, definitely not short. After I came back home, I realized it was time to start dinner. It wasn't until that moment that I remembered the meat. Oh, no. I went outside and expected to see it smashed on the driveway. Nope. Then I looked at my first at the first turn, which was the left turn out of the driveway of the cul-de-sac. Nope. We made something else. We made something else for dinner. Later, around eight p.m. Good move. <laughs> later, glad you told us about that. This is like a whole story. Later, around eight p.m., while walking the dogs, we walked the exact "quote unquote" same route. Route. Nope. No paper plates. No evidence of two separate pounds of ground beef, meat, any. Where at all? Somebody knows something about what happened to our meat. <laughs> I'm asking for assistance in this case of the missing meat. <laughs> um. Well, you left meat out, and I uh, guarantee you, a dog got it <laughs> <laughs> on a jeep. Like jeeps aren't that like, high off the ground, really. I mean, they are, but who's just gonna come and steal a pound of ground beef? They're like, oh, I was gonna, I was going to go to the grocery oh, store. I to forgot get to beef. thaw out mine. I'll just take the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> and why why are you so stressed out about thawing out your ground most of the time that you have ground beef you can just like thaw it out in the pan and like pick at it as a, yeah. at a fork yep as yep. it goes down or unless in- you're making like a meatloaf true but like if you're that worried about dinner then just make something else that's when you order out oh yeah <laughs> or uh, make tacos or maybe like if i i would think it would be a lot more beneficial for you to if you're putting it out in the sun put it in hot water yes 
Yes. That way you're not putting it out. And it's highly the- dangerous. Yeah. Like, that's not good. Well, I mean, you're not really supposed to put it in hot water. But no, yeah, you're but saying like if you're going if to you're that going extreme to, yeah. to thaw it out, then put it in hot Or put it in your microwave. Put There's a microwave. frost button. Most, yeah, newer microwaves. Which, yeah. I mean. Pretty much all microwaves have it. Yeah. Goodness gracious, people. You crazy lady. You silly, silly goose. Silly Sally. Hope you found Jiris where your missing meat went. Cause... Hope you found a meat. Sorry. <laughs> There's nothing. Josh sings nothing. Something funny about that. Anyway, uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay, because I'm really excited. <laughs> okay, so in light of it being Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Which Bree's ringtone is the theme song that do, do, do. Nope, that's not how it goes. Do, 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 do. That's Halloween, but still, same. it's okay. No, it's not Halloween. It's not the Halloween theme for Michael Myers? Oh, I thought it was. Call me. Call me, maybe. Hey, I just met you. That's Michael Myers. Oh, never mind. Why did it? Oh, that's really eerie. Oh, that, okay. (laughs) It's really loud. (laughs) It's okay. I kind of wanted the podcast to hear it. Well. This is what you think of me. Yours is a knock. Yours is, well, yours is my normal ringtone, the Parks and Rec ringtone. And then your text tone is the knock because I figured you're my neighbor. My neighbors Aww, have my knock Oh, that's tone. cute. Yours is just... Yeah. Maybe that... Maybe that... I don't know. I don't Your know. Sounds like... Okay, so... In light of Friday the 13th, I have uh, some stuff about Friday the 13th. <gasps> so, um... I... Is this what you were saying? You're, you're like, I'll tell you later? Yes. <gasps> so, I... I was, like trying to find like stuff about places that were haunted that have to do with the number 13 or Friday the 13th and yeah. it was really hard to dig so sure. I was like as as I was searching for it, I was finding all this stuff about the number 13 and this like the history of Friday the 13th and I was like that's really cool I really like this stuff so like the superstition of the number 13 yeah the number oh. 13 every everything about it so um most of us know that Friday the 13th was at this point, last week, and in the U.S., it is considered an unlucky day to most. Um, not really to, like, Jason Voorhees, since he gets to come back from the dead and take revenge on partying camp counselors. It's but, you know, it's, it's his favorite day. Um, fun fact, his mom was actually the first original Friday the 13th killer in the first movie. So, just You to were her that for there. Halloween. I was her for Pamela Voorhees. Yeah. Um, so... Unlucky that, or so unlucky that many businesses like airports, hospitals, hotels, ships, lots of places will actually avoid putting in a thirteenth room, floor, deck, gates in the structure of or of their design of their building or whatever. Right, going straight from twelve to fourteen. I think uh, some airlines do that too. Yeah, yeah. Now I do. Uh, according to Otis Elevators, up to 85% of elevator panels omit the number 13. Now, why is the number 13 considered so unlucky? Yeah, what about, what? Why is there so much superstition over it? I don't know. Well, we're going to find out. More fun facts. There's lots of fun facts in here. I love fun facts. So, Spain and Greece have a Tuesday the 13th that they consider as an unlucky day. 
So instead of Friday, it's, it's Tuesday the 13th. Tuesday. Uh, China has an April 4th. Italy has a Friday the 17th. Japan has a September 9th. And India has an August the 11th. Whoa. Fun times. August the 11th. The 8th. Sorry. Not the 11th. August the August 8th. August 8th. Yes. Those are such random days. Yeah. yeah. There's. I would have gone into the history of each of them, but it would have made this way too long. Sure. So we're sticking to number 13 right now. Okay. So the origin of the unlucky 13, while it, what I found, while in the Western cultures, they've histor- uh, historically associated the number 12 as like um, completeness with like 12 days of Christmas, 12 months in the year, 12 zodiac signs, 12 labors of Hercules, 12 gods of Olympus, and 12 tribes of Israel. 13 just seems to be the number to go to that's just unlucky and just not even and just even though a baker's dozen is 13 and that's delicious i would take a baker's dozen and yeah so uh here's a little bit about uh norse greek mythology according to norse mythology loki the evil trickster god in greek mythology arrived uninvited to a dinner with 12 other deities which are gods i have a question real quick yep is loki in Greek mythology, the same Loki yeah. in Marvel. Yep. Okay. He's a trickster god. Okay. Uh, so, yes. Uh, just picture him. He's so handsome. That's, yeah, he is. So, as a result of him coming there uninvited, he caused death to another god um, named Baldur, the god of light, joy, and reconciliation. Oh. Loki tricked Baldur's blind brother, Hod, into shooting a mistletoe-covered arrow that hit Baldur's chest, and mistletoe happened to be basically his kryptonite, so it killed him. <gasps> oh. So according to the Bible, ba- and I, I called my, hey dad. The B-I-B-L-E? Yes. I called my dad on this too and talked to him about it. Um, my dad's like super excited for this. Um, so, <laughs> he was ready to give this yeah, information. Well, like just this whole thing, it's just right up our alley. I love that. <clears throat> So back in the Bible, you may recall that there were actually 12 apostles uh-huh. and Jesus at the Last Supper, making a total of 13. <gasps> and Judas, the 13th, set a series of major events into motion that led to the arrest and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Yeah. From this arose the belief that if 13 people sit at a table, then death will come to one of them before the year is over. Oh, that sucks. What if yeah. you have thir- what if you have twelve like, friends? Oh, I invited thirteen people. Crap. Or twelve people. And and you're like, one of you are you uninvited. Can't, you can't come. You can't come. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, now the Knights of Templar on Friday, October thirteenth. Supposedly this is where it all began, but they say it began in lots of different places. Mm-hmm. So this is just a really big one. Um on Friday the thirteenth. 13th in October of 1307, King Philip IV of France ordered the arrest of knights of the Knights of Templar, and most of them were tortured and killed. And they were like doing like they weren't doing anything bad; they were doing like good stuff. And they were just I can't remember the exact history on it, but I know they thought that they were kind of like traitors. And from what I understood, they were kind of being like good to the public. And, okay. Yeah. So that's a little thing in there. So, uh, also, Babylon's code of, dang, I never looked up how to pronounce this, Hammurabi, 
which is like laws, their mm-hmm. laws in ancient Babylon's code of Hammurabi. 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 Dating back to 1772 BC, the number 13 is actually omitted in the, their list of laws. What? So they skipped 13. More fun facts. Okay. <laughs> there is a phobia for 13. Sure. It is called, wait for it. Can I guess? Yep. Therbia. Oh, and I wish. It'll be a lot easier to pronounce. <laughs> okay. Well, it doesn't have 13 letters, but it has 17 letters. Oh. So it's Triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidephobia. Triskaidephobia. That is something you do not want to put in your Tinder. <laughs> I put in here on how to pronounce it. Uh, it's not your average average 17-letter word. It is means an extreme fear for uh, of the number 13. And there are actually a lot of people who suffer from this. So, yeah. um, Arnold Schoenberg, Franklin I Rosen, say Schwarzenegger. I, whenever I wrote it down, I was like Schwarzenegger. no. I want to be back. <laughs> I sound like a vampire. <laughs> Going to suck your blood. Stop it. Anyway, Ar- Arnold Schoenberg. I don't know who Schoenberg. I don't know who that is. Um, Franklin Roosevelt. Really? Sholem Alkline, Stephen King, Nick Yaris, and Angel Naito. And I think there were more people, but those are the people that I wrote down. I feel like Stephen King. He should be afraid of the number 13. I mean, yeah. I get that. That's totally understandable. Yeah, but he also, like, kind of wrote a whole book about it. Yeah. Yeah. So He's... was he scared the whole time writing that book? I don't know. Maybe. Wow. He should be. His stuff is pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so negative events that have happened on the, uh, that have to do with the number 13, not necessarily happening on Friday the 13th. On Friday, September 13th, 1940, the Buckingham Palace was bombed during World War II by German forces hitting both the palace and its chapel. Oh, my gosh. In 2010, on a Friday the 13th at 1313, which is 113, a British 13-year-old boy was struck by lightning. He made a full recovery, in case you're wondering. On January 13th, 2012, the Costa concordia sank into the ocean becoming the largest passenger ship to ever wreck killing 32 of its passengers me too um october 13th 1972 a year region flight 571 5 plus 7 plus 1 equals 13 uh was headed towards chile when it crash landed into the Andes. In the following days, the survivors hid in the fuse in the fuselage of the plane and eight deceased passengers. Ew. Ten days later, search efforts were called off, but seventy two days later it was brought to the authorities' attention that there were actually sixteen survivors. Um actually that same day a Russian flight also crashed, resulting in the worst plane crash in Russian history. Oh, my gosh. 174 people died when the plane crashed trying to land due to bad weather, and the plane was just three miles away from the runway. No. Yeah, it's depressing. In 2018, Southwest Airlines Flight 1380 suffered an... Just don't go 
just don't just yeah, pro tip no guys flying. don't fly any like if it has to do with 13 don't do it don't send c13 like don't fly on a flight that has 13 in it don't fly on friday the 13th just don't do it okay cool glad we had that pep talk so <laughs> in 2018 southwest airlines flight 1380 suffered an uncontained engine failure due to failure of the number 13 fan blade what? on the number one engine on april 17th 2018 a passenger what? who was partially sucked out of a window <gasps> i remember I hearing remember about that. this yeah. as a result of the damage later died from her injuries yeah which is so bananas to yeah. me that like you what i remember people like they were trying to like yeah. hold on to her mm -hmm. yep i remember that that was just recently yeah 2018 it's crazy <sighs> On July 13th, 1821, uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Who was that? Uh, he was the first Grand Wizard to the KKK. He oh. was born. He sounds like a great neighbor. He's awful. He was responsible for the infamous Fort Pillow Massacre, killing over 200 unarmed Union soldiers. Oh. Yeah. A lot of them were African American. And he was born on Friday the 13th? Yep. Sounds about right. Um, on January 13th, 1989, a computer virus swept through the UK, affecting hundreds of people's computers, deleting personal files and slowed down computers. But, you know, in the 80s and 90s, they were pretty slow already. So that's <laughs> not really that big of a deal. <laughs> um, according to NASA, an asteroid... 99942 Apophysis will come within 20,000 miles of Earth on April 13th in 2029. Uh, oh. I mean, it's 20,000 miles, so I mean, it, it won't hit us, but it'll, we'll probably see it. So maybe Some, it'll, hopefully nothing will change. That'll be Charlotte's 11th birthday. Aw. Um, in 1989, Wall Street saw what was at the time the second largest drop in the market, nicknaming the unlucky day, uh, mini crash. Oh. On April 11th, 1970, at 1313, the <sighs> Apollo 13 was launched and suffered an oxygen, yeah. oxygen tank explosion on April 13th. I didn't know that happened on April 13th. Yeah, they're up there for a second. At April 13th. On thirteen thirteen. Ooh. I don't uh Yeah. They I think they were I don't know. Um apparently the number thirteen is connected to female energy and there are which because there are like thir supposed to be thirteen menses annually. Hey, there you go. Um oh. like average, I guess. I guess because it it's supposed to be twenty twenty eight days. Yeah. If that makes sense. And that's not fair. It's it's associated with female oppression, like really. Like you're gonna say like we're oppressed. Whatever. Grumpy or something because of the number thirteen. You know what? I Screw am. you. You know what? Let's talk about the number 13 for a second. I guarantee you a dude wrote that. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, there is an old superstition. There is an old superstition that says if you have 13 letters in your name, you're bound to have the devil's luck. <gasps> like. All right. And this is kind of a stretch. 
So wait, but how I many? Like, how, I like stretches. Oh, I guess yours is way past thirteen. Oh yeah, for, for sure. But this is all just first and last names. There's no middle names in these. Okay. Well, you'll see. Some of them are really stretching it. We have Charles Manson, thirteen letters. <laughs> Jeffrey, and I counted all these just to double check. Jeffrey Dahmer, really? Theodore Bundy, which he was called Ted Bundy, yeah. but I know his name is Theodore Bundy. Yeah. Um. Albert D. Salvo, never heard of him, and even Jack the Ripper. Oh, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, Jack, middle name, the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a name, but whatever. You know what? I like It this. works. It works. It works. So even though it Coincidence? seems- Coincidence? I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Even though it seems like a lot of crazy things happen on Friday the 13th, in 2008, according to- Research completed at a Dutch Center for Insurance Statistics, there were fewer accidents and reports of theft or fire on Friday the 13th than other Fridays. Really? However, according to a 1993 study in the British Medical Journal, there are a significant level of traffic-related incidents on incidences on Friday the 13th as opposed to other Fridays. So there's less, but then also But then there's more. more. Yeah. Okay. And according to CNBC, Friday the 13th is a calm day for the stock market. Maybe because... Now it is, I guess. Well, maybe because people don't want to take risks. Yes. Uh, average gain pro- proving to be only 0.2% or less. Now, could the numbers be down because of that? Or is right. it just coincidence? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Regardless... People fear the Friday, fear Friday the 13th. I do. So, uh, they're not just bad things happen on Friday the 13th. I, I consider it as a lucky day. I, have, I usually have great days on Friday the 13th. After two days of labor complications, my oldest, Charlotte, was born on Friday the 13th. Yeah. I went in on the 11th and then had her on the 13th. So that's pretty cool. That's a blessing on Friday the 13th. It is. Also, the Olsen twins were born on a Friday the 13th. Oh, and the world June was 13th. blessed by yep. them. Full house, guys. Although they didn't come back. You sick? Uh, <laughs> Evelyn Pinky Kilgare uh, Briar became the first certified female pilot on a Friday the 13th. Wow. Or a pilot instructor. Sorry. Even uh, better. President Lyndon... B. Johnson signed an executive order preventing gender discrimination in the government. Feminism. On a Friday the 13th. Uh, The first significantly recognized dino eggs were discovered on a Friday the 13th. What? Super Super Mario Brothers was released on a Friday the 13th. That's a great. (laughs) That's the best thing so far. Black Sabbath released their debut album, Inventing Heavy Metal, on a Friday the 13th. There you go. (laughs) I know how you feel about heavy metal. Yeah. I love it. It's great. (laughs) Headbanging. Friday the 13th uh, Part 3 was actually released on a Friday. The the only one actually released on a Friday the 13th. Well, they got lucky that And it was 3D. That was August 13th, 1982. Wow. We watched that one last year. Luckily, it wasn't. I don't remember any of it, but I've I've seen it before. But (laughs) (laughs) and lastly, this beauty here. Okay, so this one, ah, you're gonna love this. Okay, so there's a club called the Thirteen Club. Okay, so a William 
Fowler thought the number 13 was, which being linked to like bad luck, um, was actually like very welcoming of the number. He associated his life, he associated the number 13 with like good things that happened in his life. Uh huh. As he grew older, he actually noticed that it made a lot of appearances in his life. And he had like, like he had attended a PS 13 and what is that? PS 13? I don't remember what that was. Anyway, he had attended a PS 13 and graduated at age 13. Wow. Uh, during his architect career, career, he built 13 public buildings. Whoa. He fought in the Union Army and survived 13 battles. Oh, my gosh. And he just eventually considered it as his lucky number. Yeah. Why not? So he started to get into social clubs the time that he was in and happened to belong to, uh, guess how many? 13. Um, Did he do that on purpose? (laughs) He probably did. He was very big about the number 13. Um, One of the clubs of which he was a part of was just him and his friend drinking boiling hot whiskey. That sounds terrible. That sounds awful. (laughs) He then founded his own club and its goal was to fight the fear of the number 13 and various other superstitions. I love that. By engaging in as many unlucky practices as possible. Basically mocking a bunch of superstitions. So like superstitions, yeah. On the calendar. So next week on the calendar we have uh, walking underneath ladders. Yes. And the next Ex- week exactly. is opening. Yes. <laughs> so it took him about a year to get twelve other members. They had thirteen members. <laughs> and the thirteen club was born. They met on January thirteenth, eighteen eighty two, and they would meet and enjoy thirteen courses. Having a gothic theme, gravestone shape, items, uh, thirteen candles, oh a big banner that read "Nos Mortri Te Salmos," <laughs> which meant uh, "We who are about to die salute you." Oh and the gosh. members came dressed like head to toe in black suits, neckties, top hats, and before sitting down, they would have to walk under a ladder. That was brought indoors. <laughs> they would have cake with a black cat on it. <laughs> Other meetings would include mirror smashing, salt spilling, and mock trials for members who had allegedly acted superstitiously. Of all these meetings and members, not a single member died or has even had any kind of serious illness. Members were typically <laughs> healthy and very successful. I love that so much. Yes, I, I do too. <laughs> I was like, what is this and where can I find it? Like, it's actually, it's still a thing. I want to be part it of it. It is still a thing. I want to be part of it too. Um, <laughs> personally, I love Friday the 13th and I've had some pretty great ones. Even the one where I was cut open. Yeah. Uh, but I am still a little stitious. So... Let's talk about some of the myths and superstitions that come of this day. This is the last part. Okay. If you, so, listen up, guys, for the next Friday the Thirteenth that comes up. So, uh, you can't cut your hair on Friday the Thirteenth because someone in your family could die. Uh, if okay. a funeral possession possession procession passes you on Friday the Thirteenth, you will be the next to die. <gasps> Uh, do not start a trip on a Friday the 13th or you will encounter misfortune. Oh my gosh. If you break a mirror on Friday the 13th, you will have seven years of bad luck. I thought that was just always a thing. 
A child born on Friday the 13th will be unlucky for life. Sorry, Charlotte and the Olsen twins and Steve Buscemi. Were they born on Friday the 13th? Yeah. Charlotte was, yeah. And those other people were, yeah. Yeah. Not just the 13th. Mm-hmm. <gasps> the 15th. I was so excited when I had Charlotte. I was like, yes, Friday. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Ship set set sail on Friday will have bad luck. Or Friday the 13th will have bad luck. And if you walk under a ladder or if a black cat crosses you on Friday the 13th, you will have bad luck. And that is it. That is the number 13 and Friday the 13th so and much all fun. that fun. I know. I had so much fun doing that. I kept on finding new things and I was like, ooh, I got to add that. That's yeah. so cool. Thank That's, you. You're welcome. I um, used to uh, have black cats, so they crossed me often. Yeah, we did too. I don't believe the black cat. No, and a black cat visited my front yard this morning. Oh, yeah. I have it on my ring. I tried to post it, the That's video. right. But it wouldn't post. Do you want to hear my story? Yes. I am going to tell you about Lake Bo- Boydum. What's Lake Boydum? So, at this point in our lives, most of us have seen the movie Friday the 13th. <gasps> So we're both doing Friday the 13th themes. Or if you're like me and didn't actually watch it until you met your best friend at 31 years old, you may have just <laughs> recently seen it in the last year. I thought you were 30. I am. Remember, you're 30. I am 30. <laughs> um. Anyways, so for those who haven't seen it, it's about a group of teenagers that try to reopen a summer camp at Crystal Lake. And they are stalked and then murdered by a murderer named Jason. It's real fun, guys. It's And there's a whole franchise on it. Yep. So, 12 movies. Yep. Uh, why did they do 13? Yeah, I know. I just thought about that. I'm like, why didn't they go to 13? Come on. You just need one more. I'm sure they'll make another one soon. They have to. Yeah, I'm sure they will. They've done Freddy Krueger a million times, so they'll do Friday the 13th a million times. They got to. Yep. Yeah. Um, but... What some of us may not know is actually loosely based off of a true story. No. Yep. Um, off of the murders of Lake Boydum in Finland. On June 4th, 1960, Myla Iramelli. I wrote exactly how I would pronounce it, and I'm still struggling. It's a different country, guys. It is. My la- we speak. We we only speak language. You know what? I language. am. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're American. We only speak language. You know what? I am mostly Finnish, so I should know this, but. <laughs> Alas, here we are. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> um, on June 4th, 1960, Myla Iramelli uh, Bajorked and her friend Anya Tuliki, who were both 15-year-old girls. They wanted to go on a camping trip with their 18-year-old boyfriends, Seppo Onyero, boysman, and Nils Wilhelm. Gustafsson. Wow. Yeah. You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> I wrote it like I didn't look at like how they per- like would write you it out. You wrote it and I how like, you would. That's Dear. how I do things too. Yep. <laughs> Gustafsson. Yep. Um, so they actually went to a popular camping spot in the area of Lake Boydum. 
Um, they set up tent and enjoyed their afternoon along the shore, hiking and just enjoying themselves, you know, hanging out with their boyfriends. Sounds super awesome. Yeah. And then they went to bed. So the next morning at 6 a.m., two young boys who were out bird watching, which why are you out that early in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Again, out bird watching. Uh-huh. Okay. They were young. Like you're watching paint dry. Oh, young boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> they were out paint dry. Was that what you were Yeah, watching say? paint dry. <laughs> say it's really making an excuse for something. Watching fleas race. Minus, I, well, here in Alaska, you could actually do it as watch your grass grow. Oh, yep. <laughs> True that. <laughs> um, but the next morning at 6 a.m., two young boys were out bird watching, recalled seeing a man with blonde, longer hair walking away from the couple's campsite. And he, it seemed off because the guy seemed disgruntled. And uh, the tent was actually like collapsed, which. That's not normal. That's not normal. And they're like, that's weird. But they just kind of shrugged it off. And it wasn't until 11 a.m. when a jogger was passing the campsite when police were called. The bodies of Anya and Seppo were inside of the tent with it collapsed. And it appeared that a murderer had cut the ties of the tent and let it collapse on them and then continued to stab <gasps> them through the tent. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, my brutal. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you really, I mean, you're trapped. Yeah. Um, Myla was found actually on top of the tent, which was a little interesting. She was naked from the waist down, and her wounds were well, way worse than the other ones. And it actually showed that she, with an autopsy later, it showed that she had been stabbed post-mortem. So the Somebody he- was mad. Yeah. Uh, Niles was found outside of the tent and he actually was found alive. He had a concussion, a concussion, a concussion, fractured jaw and a stabbed wound and a stab wound on his forehead. Oh, yeah. Lucky. Yeah. But, um, when questioned, he couldn't remember anything. He's, he's like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I blocked out or whatever. So, it was the 60s, and the police did a terrible job at of course securing the crime scene. Absolutely. And on top of that, they didn't interview anyone right away. That was smart. And uh, so that's why they were just like, this sounds, this, this looks like a terrible scene. This will make the papers. This will make the papers. Great. Yeah. They didn't block off the scene. Um, after the investigation, or sorry, they didn't block off the scene after the, even after investigating it. And so people were able to just like, like come and walk and like check out. Hey, and people did. Body. Yeah, people <gasps> did. Well, I mean, the bodies weren't there anymore, but they were like, I mean, there was other people in right. the campground. So they're like, what happened? Nosy neighbors. Nosy neighbors. What happened with the camping neighbors? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I'd probably be there too. I mean, me too, but I'd be there with the police. Like, sorry. Pretending to walk my stuffed animal dog. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mopping the floor. (laughs) Um, so yeah. And so if the police needed to go back, everything was completely destroyed. So, and the media really drug the police department through the mud because of it, which rightfully so. Definitely. Uh, so the, 
in order to like make up for that, the police hired the local military to help them with the investigation. Another military would go do that. I mean, like the National Guard. Oh, okay, yeah, makes sense. But still, like that's got to be like a really big, really big plea. Yeah, because it they don't just come for we anything. Messed up. Please, Please help. <laughs> and so when they brought in the military, they discovered uh, Niles' items, which was a couple, uh, like a half a mile away from the campsite. They found his clothes and shoes. They also noticed that the motorcycles were missing. They didn't but... find him? No, he was at the campsite. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He was alive, found. Alive. Oh, he was the one that got stabbed in the head. Yeah. Uh, they also noticed that their motorcycles were missing, but That's the odd. motorcycle keys were still at the campsite, which was really weird. That's odd. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean. Maybe Jason Voorhees took them into the water to go ride them. I don't maybe. know. And didn't need the keys. He's like, eh, I don't need these. I can make some more. I have the power of killing. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the police looked into a man that ran a kiosk near the campground, and he was known as Kiosk Man. Oh, original. Kiosk Man. Sounds kiosk like someone man. movie credits. Yeah. The Kiosk Man. <laughs> uh, his name was Carl Valdemar, Valdemar Geilstrom, and he was a real peach to deal with. He was Real known- peach, I tell y'all. Real peach. Well, he liked throwing rocks at children. Oh, that's that's cool. Same? Yeah. Same. <laughs> Is that what you said? I do too. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, it's normal. He would yell at them even if they were his customers at his kiosk. He just oh. really did not like people. I bet he wasn't very busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is like he was the only one that sold things like, you know, like milk and soda and they stuff, pro- so. oh things that people actually need. yeah <laughs> like, oh man i gotta go buy more milk <laughs> please don't do anything wrong go get a go get a quart of of what mom do i have please. to he's gonna throw You're rocks being at punished me. <laughs> he's go get a soda he'll throw rocks at me <laughs> <laughs> um so he also was known for cutting tent ties Running off and running off those who were camping at the okay. lake. Okay. Did he also wear a, a hockey mask? You know what? Just Funny wondering. you mentioned that. No. <laughs> oh. No. Huh. <laughs> During an interview with him, he claimed that he was home sleeping at the time of the murder, and his wife was able to claim his alibi was true. All right. So it wasn't him. You're all right. Dead end. Uh, later, he actually confessed to the murders multiple times throughout the years, drunk and sober, because he was known as, like, the local drunk. Uh, but when people told the police, they were like, well, his wife said that he was home, so it wasn't him. But he's confessing. Yeah. But he's confessing to local. He's not doing it to the police himself. Correct. Okay. Come on, so, kiosk guy. So, like, these or- people, like, <laughs> the locals are like... Dude, it's Kiosk Man. And the police were like, no, his wife said it wasn't. No, we're going to so, believe her. Yeah. Even yeah. though all these other people are witnesses. Oh, something I forgot to put in here, and I don't know why because it's very critical, uh, was on her deathbed. He died before she did. On her deathbed, she said that she took back 
she's take she wanted to take back her confession and he wasn't home at the time of the murders but she said that he was because she was scared of him oh i i don't blame her yeah i don't i can't believe i forgot to put that I in there why she lied for him yeah he probably threw rocks at her too yeah she probably made her carry around rocks in her pockets yeah. too jerk yeah so uh nine years after the murders he actually allegedly committed suicide in the lake which made it impossible for dna to be collected for evidence (laughs) did they get him out is he still in there oh i don't know i i is that bananas yeah (laughs) This is probably my second favorite story that you've ever done. (laughs) So, the day of the murders, a gentleman of the name of Hans... I forgot about this. Of the Southern Isles? No. Is this a sum bomb of my own invention? (laughs) Sorry. Oh, God. I forgot about this. Amy's lost it, guys. His name is Hans Assman. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a boob guy. He's an ass man. (laughs) such a child <laughs> you, do you know what my maiden name is i forgot it's bonham but everybody called me bottom brianna oh, bottom yeah. <laughs> there's I'm no sorry. t in my name <laughs> bonham boneham Bonham. oh duh that's your mom's last name oh yeah that's right duh. that was my mom's last name uh rick had sorry, someone Bob. in the military and his last name was gross <laughs> gross. <laughs> and so every, everyone called him gross. You're gross. I'm like, you're gross. <laughs> I know. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, he lived up to the name. He was not a great guy. But so the day of the murders, a gentleman of the name of Hans Asman went to a nearby. Be mature. Be mature. Stop. Be mature. Went to a nearby hospital with injuries. He was agitated and nervous. He had black underneath his fingernails, which were, it was like black like dirt. Okay. And his clothes were covered in blood and dirt. Police questioned him and basically was like, nah, this isn't our guy. Like, he doesn't match what we're looking for. And the doctors were like, listen, he has blood all over his clothes he can't tell us where he has been and he has like dirt under his fingernails. Like can he you can't get any more obvious? Can you question him? Yeah. And the police were like He's done something. Mm, yeah. They're like Or or someone's done something to him. Yeah. And he was like super ag- agitated, nervous, didn't want to stay, wanted to leave, and th- the police were like, nah. This isn't we're not bothering with this guy. Um, so a lot of people believe that it could have been Hans Asman as the murderer because he was also a KBG spy and was actually a former Nazi. Oh, whoa, shit. That just went south. Yeah. But police are like, nah, maybe they didn't want to mess with him. So after a description was given from the boys that went bird watching (laughs) and a description Niles gave from a hypnosis session... He ended up cutting. Of course, I did hypnosis. Yeah. Mr. Assman <laughs> ended up cutting his blonde hair short because huh. he had long Why blonde did hair. Why you do that, mm-hmm. Assman? <laughs> 
And the sketch of the description from the bird watching matches Hans's description. And there was actually a photo of a funeral go of the funeral goers. And he was sitting in the crowd. Like, why would you go to a crowd or a funeral for people that you don't know? Yep. So guilt like there's like trying to look innocent. So many different people. So after I so badly want it to be the kiosk guy, though. Anyway, too. I know. So especially since his wife was like on her deathbed and she's like, no, he he wasn't home. He did it. Yeah. Uh, After DNA advancements and technology improvements, 44 years after the murders, the case was reopened. What? Yep. And the boyfriend. What year? No, I do know this. 2004. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't write it, but I remember it was 2004. And the boyfriend, the only survivor, Niles, Nils. Wilhelm Gustafsson was arrested. Yep. The police claim that his DNA matched the blood on the shoes found, which, I mean, if he was wearing them. Somebody used self-defense on him, too. Yeah. Which is why he got hit in the head, right? He's the one who got hit yeah, in the head. Yeah, he got hit in the head. So the police claim that his DNA matched the shoes the shoes found. There was actually a woman who was camping nearby that came forward years later after the case was reopened, who claimed she witnessed Niles in a fit of rage and entered the tent with the other boyfriend. You're just now mentioning this. Right. Years later. Right. So Niles was Nils. I keep calling him Niles. Nils was jealous of Seppo and was upset with his girlfriend who may have been making advances on Seppo. Which would describe... I mean, you still shouldn't kill someone for that. Sure. But uh, that would describe why Mila's wounds were way worse than everyone because he was angry at her. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Don't they say like whenever like like a killer does something like that, usually someone that that's like a sign that they know the killer knew them. Yes. Overkill normally (sighs) means that they knew him. And... um, uh, it's crime of passion. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Nils was arrested with this new evidence, but he was released after serving one year after an appeal, claiming that there was no way he could conflict that stab wound on his forehead. So there was like no solid, solid motive. Oh, and there was no solid motive. So he was released and all charges were dropped. The case has never officially been solved, though many locals believe that Nils was the murderer. The Lake Bodum murders has become a legend that teens tell around the campground fire to scare one another and is a cautionary cautionary tale to teens wanting to go camping with their boyfriends. And the well-known blockbuster Friday the 13th. We may never know what happened on June 6, 1960 on the shores of Lake Bodum. But it has become a legend that will never be forgotten. That was amazing. Thank you so much for telling me that. <laughs> uh, now I want to go watch Friday the 13th. Do, 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 do. Nope, wrong one. That's Twilight Zone. Sorry. That was a whirlwind. I know. Just like went from person to I wanted to person that to be guy. I wanted to be that guy. Like, I don't I hated... want it to be Nils. No. I wanted the. The freaking shop guy, because he went into the water. The kiosk it, man. It fits the story. It fits the story. Any, 
Is that the same? What's the lake called? Lake Bodum. That might be the same lake where they have a Jason statue in. They have a Jason Voorhees like statue. Like inside of it? Yeah. Ins- yeah, oh and gosh. scuba divers will go in it. Oh, it's like at the bottom of the... Yeah. What? I hate that. Happy Friday the 13th, everybody. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, do you want to hear a neighborhood story? Yes, please. It says, Josh, <laughs> stop coming by our house. We don't like you. We don't <laughs> find you interesting. That's all. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I, <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, was this in your yard? Yeah, this is awkward. I oh. actually... Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, apparently my husband's not welcome to your house anymore. <laughs> even if he <laughs> if was, he, he would have come. come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was great. That is great. How mean. So, it's a very short and sweet one. You're not interesting. You're not interesting. <laughs> I mean, it... Sorry, husband. <laughs> I love you. You're interesting to me. He is a very interesting man. me so bad. Um, so we're going to leave because it's Friday the 13th and we don't want to have anything terrible happen to us. Yeah. So we're leaving. So you know where you can listen to us? All the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Audible, whatever. (laughs) Also rate and review us on iTunes. Also follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at WWTN podcast. We also have a Facebook group. Where we have lots of fun and post lots of fun things. And our website is whatswiththeneighbors.com. On there, you can find a link for everything that she just mentioned, along with a link to our merch, which we have magnets and t-shirts, sweatshirts. And you can see who we're promoting or who's our, our yep, affiliates, too. We of have lots of deals on there, too. Yeah, so check those out and also a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast. If you want to be on the donor bus, $3 a month, you'll get exclusive content. $5 a month, you get exclusive content and episodes are episodes uploaded. Feel free to slide into our DMs with any questions, comments, stories, suggestions, and your own personal paranormal or true crime stories. Three stripe once a month to have listener stories what we do yeah and our email is wwtnpodcast at gmail.com and have you checked in on the neighbors what's with the neighbors bring, bring amy, amy out. out is this too far Ugh. oh that was a good one though. that was a good one maybe uh, the angle's better yeah what's with the neighbors say hi to your cats for us oh no he's coming for me no <laughs> you're scaring leon